Good evening, Newark. It's good to be back with you tonight as we finish up our series on eternity to eternity. This has been a very exciting and encouraging series, and I'm thrilled to finish it out tonight. Let's take a minute and pray, and we'll get started. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to live for you, to serve you, to work in your kingdom, to be your disciple, and for the hope that you give us for this great process of eternity to eternity and the work and the miraculous things you have done in it and that you show us in your word and your plan for us. Thank you for that, Jesus. I ask that you would bless this word tonight and every person that hears it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to get started right away. I had some great thoughts and a lot of Rachel that I wanted to share with you tonight uh, on this topic. But when I got into the Word of God, there is no Rachel that could ever be anything as powerful or as wonderful as the Word of God. So I really want to focus on that tonight. I want to take us into Scripture and see what Scripture has because tonight we're going to talk about death. Not a real popular topic for most people but a very different topic in the scope of eternity to eternity. So let's get started with Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. This has been talked about, discussed in our previous lessons, messages that have come, and I want to just throw back to this verse a little bit. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So we saw that. We've talked about that. We've, we've talked about how death came into the picture of eternity that God had created. Why death came. Uh, how, how death was even a way for God to make it possible that as humanity, we didn't have to live in a, a broken, devastated state for all of eternity. And in my own Bible reading, I was reading the book of Ecclesiastes. And as I was preparing for this message, Ecclesiastes just came, came so powerfully on me. I love the book of Ecclesiastes. There's so many good things in there to learn. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19 through 21, the author says, for people and animals share the same fate. He's uh, Solomon has talked about seasons. He's talked about the, the way of life, how things ebb and flow, and many of the obvious things of life, and how meaningless it all is. And he's just almost in this chapter sounds a little disgusted in these verses about not only the meaninglessness, but what we don't know, what, what humanity didn't know at the time. For people and animals share the same fate. Both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. They come from dust and they return to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth? I feel here that Solomon is giving a good representation of the thought of not just his time, but much of the time period of the Old Testament and in years, people's faith were in this was in this life. Their 
uh, what, what they would do was hopes to be blessed in this life and results. They wanted to see results in this life. There wasn't a lot of talk about what would happen after or what was to come. And Solomon is pointing that out. That there's no way to prove. We have, we have nothing to really sink our teeth into, per se, about that we're not different from animals. That we don't just go to the dust. He, obviously, there was conversation that the human of the spirit goes up, whether that was into the heavens or into a place to a place with God, or and the animal spirit goes down to earth. But he's saying there's no proof of that. There's no way to know that. And so this speaks to not only the time of Solomon, but many people even today and the struggle where people is there want to know, is there a point? We're going to live and we're going to die and it's meaningless. And this feeling is, is prevalent even today in our world, in the hopelessness and the meaninglessness that people feel in the, in the world. And that is not how we have to live. We don't go to bed. We don't study. We don't look and we don't lay our heads down at night as believers thinking there's no, there's no proof. There's no way to know if there is even anything after this life. And we have scripture. Of course, we have the proof that Jesus Christ raised from the dead and all of the people that saw him afterwards. And then we have his promises. But I want to read a rather lengthy passage of scripture. So I don't want to lose you, but there is no substitute for the word of God. So I want to stick with me, read along on the screen, because this passage here, if you ever need to encourage somebody, if someone's struggling and they need encouragement, if they feel like life is meaningless or hopeless, take them to this passage of scripture because this scripture speaks directly to Solomon's words. Talking about animals and human and both going to the dust. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 39. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind, and even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Verse 49, just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. Then he pauses, and he's, he's going to explain all that he just said. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let 
me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living, you and I who are living, will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over death, sin and death, through our Lord Jesus Christ. How powerful is that? The, the author goes through to explain exactly what happens. Just as Christ raised from the dead and his body became immortal, our bodies will become immortal. That when we are put in the ground, we will be raised. Solomon was, was unconvinced that we had any proof. Solomon was overwhelmed with the meaninglessness. But we don't have to be. We have this great hope in Jesus Christ. We talked about the plan, the eternal plan in the garden that God had created and how sin destroyed that and sin marred that and how it has been all of humanity has carried that weight of sin and the death that came along with it. But this scripture says, Jesus Christ gives us victory over sin and death. We don't have to live in fear of what comes next. We do not have to live in fear of death. We don't have to live in fear of tomorrow. Because scripture tells us we have hope, we have victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 through 22, a little bit before the passage I just read, it says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, through Adam, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. I don't have to go back over what, you, what a person does or obeys, how they obey scripture to belong to Christ. That has been covered in this series as well. It's been a wonderful series that has walked us step by step through the process of eternity to eternity. And, and I'm talking to you about the eternity forever, that whether we die on this earth or we are alive when Christ returns, we will be transformed like Christ to live with him, with Jesus for all of eternity. Brother Arash did a great job talking about heaven is about being with Jesus for eternity. I want to read Romans chapter 8 verse 10 through 11. And Christ lives within you. And this is part of what we talked about. When we receive the Holy Spirit, when that Spirit of Christ, His own Spirit, comes to live inside of us, 
we have this hope. It says, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. You say, how do I know when Christ comes back? I will go with him. Solomon said, where is our proof? Our proof is in the spirit of God that lives within us. How do I know his spirit is living in me? Go back and watch the past, the, the, the whole series. The, and I believe Pastor Stephen is going to talk about, has already talked about that this week. But we can go to the, the word of God. Scripture tells us how we know and how we know that, script, that, that spirit of God is living within us when he fills us with his spirit. There's the initial sign of receiving the spirit. And then there's the work that the spirit does in our lives as more proof. Solomon wanted proof. And Jesus said, okay. He gave proof to us that our bodies do not go in the dirt in the ground and our spirit and our body just stays there. No, we will be transformed with Christ because his spirit is living within us. That is what makes the difference. It's his spirit living within us that makes the difference, that makes it possible for us to be transformed. Never doubt the power of the Holy Spirit living within you. That is the Spirit of Jesus Christ living within us. And it is what is our hope and our promise. Because that is in us, we will be transformed. I want to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. Scripture doesn't say we will not grieve when the ones that we love die. We were not created to die. Many times it feels like we have, we don't even have the processing power to process death because we originally were not created to die. So we have to, we grieve because we don't know how to, we don't know how to process the pain, the loss that we feel when someone dies. And we have to deal with death. The Lord Jesus hasn't come back yet. We are dealing with death in this life. But we don't have to grieve like those with no hope. Scripture doesn't say you won't grieve, but we will grieve differently. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. That's when he will, he will resurrect them. He will transform them as well. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. I love that. Encourage each other with these words. I ask you a question. 
In comparison with how much, as believers, we talk about death and grief, how much do we talk about that? How much do we talk about the Lord coming back and that the dead in Christ will rise first and we, those that are living will meet him? How much do we talk about that? Are we grieving as believers grieve? Do we talk with excitement about the day that the Lord returns and we will, we don't even get to go first. Those that are living that are still alive don't get to go first. The ones that are dead in Christ will be raised first. That's encouraging. There is hope. We know that without a shadow of a doubt, if you believe the word of God, you know that your fellow believers and disciples of Jesus Christ will be raised and transformed when Jesus Christ comes back for his people. How much do we talk about that? I feel encouraged. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong when I talk about Jesus is coming back. It's not for fear, as Sister Regina talked about. We don't talk about Jesus coming back to scare people about going to hell. We talk about Jesus coming back to encourage each other. To encourage others and say, you can have this. Jesus is coming back. Your family that have died in Christ, they will be raised we will be caught away with Jesus. We will be transformed from mortal, painful bodies to immortal, to live forever with Jesus. That encourages me. That should encourage you. But we can, we can get trapped with the mentality of this earth where we talk about death and we are so trapped by death and we are so trapped by our grief that we cannot be encouraged by the hope and the future that God has for us. Grief is a heavy burden. Grief has to be processed through. I am not in any way negating the process of grief. It is very real. But at the same time, I will not negate, I will not ignore or push away the power of the resurrection, the power of eternity with Jesus. When the things of this life are overbearing, when the loss we endure feels like it is too much to bear, we can turn and we can cling to the hope and the fact that there is a resurrection. We don't have to look at life and say, it's meaningless. I just want to die. We don't have to look at life and say, I'm no different than the animals. My body just goes back to dust. No, we can look up and say, Jesus is coming back. And what if I die? What if you die? What if our loved ones die? We know we will see him first. Those that have died will rise first to meet him. The whole process of eternity to eternity works because of this fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, he will, he will bring to life, transform, and raise all all those who have his spirit living within them. And that is a greater hope than anything we could imagine, anything we could dream of. It's, it's far beyond we can, what we can imagine in eternity with Jesus. You and I have that hope. Death does not have the sting of eternity. There is grief for our own loss. But death does not have the sting that it can rob us of life forever. Because when Jesus Christ fills us with his spirit, death has no hold on me. Death has no say so in my life anymore. 
Death has no hold. Sin and the grave is broken. The bondage that, that held us in sin and in, in the promise of death and damnation is broken. And we can live a life and we can die as believers with a smile on our face. And we can die, we can suffer, and we can say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Because my Savior is coming back for me. I may go in that ground, but I will not stay in that ground. The spirit that is living in me will not allow it. When Jesus comes back, that spirit in me will be alive and resurrect me. And I will meet Jesus and spend eternity with my Savior without the bondage, the weight of sin and death. And that ground may hold me and it may hold some people I love for a little while. But it's just a short little while before Jesus comes back and he takes us all home. And he takes us with him for eternity. A life without sin that we can't even imagine. And so tonight I leave you with the end of our series on eternity to eternity with these words to encourage you. We will be with the Lord forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to live a life of meaninglessness and that we don't have to die feeling alone, abandoned, overcome by sin and death. We don't have to feel hopeless or despair, but we can lift our eyes to you, God. And we can know that you, you have filled us with your spirit and we will rise to meet you in the air. And there is nothing that can take that from us. Nothing can separate us from your love. And when we are filled with your spirit, our hope is established in you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your hope. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you that you fill us. You do something we could never do for ourselves. Thank you for your power to break sin, that you died on the cross, but you didn't leave us there. You resurrected from the dead, and you take us with you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I hope you have enjoyed this series. If you missed any of the nights on Eternity to Eternity, I encourage you, go back and watch them. There is no reason for us to live a life of fear. There is no reason for us to fear death or eternity if Christ is our King and His Spirit lives within us. I love you all. Good night.